Yo, yo, this is Jason Goff from the Full Go Podcast. Me and the crew, we like to entertain you. And we're going to do more of that this football season because the Bears should be more intriguing. There should be more fascination. Justin Fields, is this the make or break year? Is DJ Moore the piece that's going to put them over the top? You can catch us on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays or when we have an emergency podcast when we have breaking news. Make sure you follow the Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Rolbeck and our teams cannot possibly do worse than they did last week. Right, Craig? Right? When you're at rock bottom, the only way to go is up. So I feel pretty good. Rock, Can't be worse. Rock bottom. Well, <laughs> or could you just drill through the earth and try to come out on the other side? <laughs> yeah, let me be clear. You can absolutely be worse. The Steelers can be worse. And if you, if you repeat Week one again, that's worse. So uh, I'm fully prepared for another disaster this week. I don't know how you guys feel. I'll tell you where we're at. If the Giants lose to the Cardinals this week, we got an email and someone said, I will, I, I, I think his name is, I, I honestly, I blacked out. I don't remember the name. I just remember one sentence, which was the Giants should trade Daniel Jones for Aaron Rodgers. And I just like, I just like woke up four hours later. Whoa. I, and he was Ooh. like, Giants get to rebuild. Jets win the Super Bowl with Danny Dimes. And I just woke up and I, I was just like, where am I? So anyway, that's where I'm at. Please beat wow. the Cardinals Giants. All right. We're going to get to week two and everything. If you're wondering who to start, who sit in your lineups, we have our weekly start sit rankings are at fantasyfootball.thringer.com. Our rankings are free. They're beautiful and they are perfect. They're all actually correct. Which Link is really in the convenient. bio. You can look at the rankings on your phone. Link in the bio. And if it's really, really difficult for you to make a decision, you can use the Magic Ringer 8-Ball and let the universe decide for you. It's amazing. I guess it's it's not the bio. Uh, this is not an Instagram page. It's the description of the podcast. The mm. link is in the description of the podcast. Good call. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Danny underscore Heifetz. DK's Danny B. Kelly. Craig's Craig Horlbeck. I just said your name wrong. It was weird. Craig Horlbeck. What, what that would be really easy for people to spell. That's how DK's It's already Romeo tough dubs, if you pronounce dubs. it correctly. I know. Yeah. All right. And also, emails to ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Trivia questions that end in a number. Fantasy court cases when you're arguing dumb stuff with your friends. Anything you want. Honestly, close box. I don't care. All right, week two, week one, yeah. just 
weird stuff happens and we never know what's a trend, what's an anomaly. To tell you the truth, generally speaking, you kind of know everything you need to know about the season by the end of week two. Like, it, it really is fascinating. Wow. Like, so it's true, though. If you actually go back and look at past seasons, you almost always kind of see what you need to see two weeks in. So week one, sloppy as hell. Fewest passing mm-hmm. yards and touchdown passes in week one since like 2006. Shout out Brooke Pryor, Ritter Gritster, free spin. Lowest EPA per play since like 2001. And the fewest yards per attempt in week one since 1996. Yeah, no, no deep passing at all anymore. It's just great. Love it. Super fun. Dinking and dunking. <laughs> so I think it's just going to be a general theme of just like, does this guy suck or he'll be fine this week? That's kind of the whole episode. But <laughs> start with Sunday Scaries. We're going to go through like must starts and matchups and everything. We're just going to general vibe check heading into the weekend. I would like to start with the Sunday scary of all Sunday scaries. I think it's just a scary. It's going to be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Just every day is going to be scary. Poor Jets fans. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Zach Wilson starting for the New York Jets. I, it's bad enough Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles out for the season. That's horrific. Zach Wilson replacing Aaron Rodgers. That's disgusting. Zach Wilson's first start this season being against the Dallas Cowboys who just beat the Giants 40 to nothing. <laughs> just like, like the most incredible score. pass rush of all time. Like just absolutely pressuring. Not, not even at home too. They did it in New Jersey. <laughs> now they're in Dallas. Ugh. And I've been thinking about how the Jets are just insisting. Zach Wilson's our starter. They didn't tr- He's going to be our guy. And DK brought up Eastern Promises, the movie where yeah. they basically promote Vigo Mortensen to the Russian mafia. And then it turns out they actually want him to get murdered. And be the fall guy. Well, yeah, because he's supposed to take the place of this the the Russian mafia like Godfather's son, who these people are trying to kill. So he basically sets up Vigo Mortensen, who, by the way, is a undercover KGB agent. I, I watched that movie the other day. It's actually a great movie. But Insane. The fight scene is the craziest thing I've ever seen. The bathhouse fight scene, which is the you know comparison we're here, having here for Zach Wilson playing the the Cowboys is like one of the most brutal fucking fight scenes I've ever seen. Viggo Mortensen's just butt naked the whole time. His dick's like flopping around the whole time. Wow. It's kind of a, the most insane Hi, Vince, did you scene. Did you watch the movie or just the scene? I just watched the scene on YouTube and let me tell you something. I don't think anyone's supposed to watch that in the morning before you've had coffee. <laughs> that was DK, <laughs> that was insane. But it's, it's, yeah, all, it's, it's a, crazy. He's being, but Zach Wilson being, it's or it's like Goodfellas where it's that, you know, he walks in, think he's going to get promotion and he shot in the back of the head. Zach Wilson <laughs> being like, yeah, you're our guy, Zach. And meanwhile, just throwing him to the freaking Cowboys. I, oh, Tough. I have never spent more time looking up prop bets on a week two game in my life. Can I take you through some of the over under like for this Cowboys game? <laughs> sure, sure. I want to know what you guys think. Cowboys are giving nine and a half points. Give me that. Yeah. Give, yeah. Dallas defense's first touchdown score, 20 to one. <laughs> That's a good one. Dallas defense <laughs> to score. for sure and get a yeah. sack fumble within like the first three plays. Dallas defense to score two touchdowns is 33 to one. Oh. Zach, his over under for passing yards is 174. Oh, that's an easy oh. one. Feels high. And then the over under on Jets points is 13 and a half. Do you guys, I was thinking about this the other day when, when, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt within four plays of the beginning of the season, what do you think Zach Wilson in his heart of hearts, what his reaction was? Was he probably just like, God fucking damn it. Like, yes, yes. (laughs) You gotta be fucking kidding me. It was truly like, fuck me. I I finally (laughs) felt like I I finally accepted who I was. I'm I'm a backup quarterback in the NFL and I could chill, learn from Aaron Rodgers. Maybe down the road, I'm a starter again. 
Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to chill this year is truly how I thought he felt. He did win the game, by the way. Or he didn't. Well, like, he you know, won the, the game? They won despite the team, him. The team won. <laughs> Nate Hackett told him to run the ball. He decided to throw it. He threw a pick that Garrett Wilson functionally intercepted. <laughs> right. Like, but I wait, you know what? Um, you know, Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers were all buddy, buddy. Mm-hmm, I kind of think guess. it's like Jonah Hill in this is the end. Like Rodgers got hurt, but, but Zach Wilson's there praying like, hey, God, it's me, Jonah Hill from Moneyball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, hey, like Rodgers got hurt and Zach Wilson's like, hey, God, thanks, man. Zach Wilson. I, I think he didn't want to play. I think he's like, God, oh, this sucks. 100%. <laughs> I'd love to talk to a backup quarterback and be like, do you secretly, like, if you know you're not a starting caliber quarterback, do you kind of love being a backup and not playing? I feel like you do. Is that, I don't is know, that ignorant of me? Like, if we're no, getting, I, like, realistic here, like, you have to, it, to be in the NFL, I think you have to be, like, you know, to get into the NFL as a quarterback alone, like, you have to be, like, the best athlete your your high school's ever produced. Like, a lot of the times these guys are c- completely insane, like, God complex. They think they're, the like, the best things and sliced bread, all that stuff. But that being said, like, so generally speaking, I think most backups want to get in. I think with Zach Wilson in particular, like, his confidence, you could tell his confidence yeah. was completely shot last year. And... He, I think if I, if, if he was being totally honest, which he will never be in the media, but if he was being totally honest, he's probably like, I really just wanted this year to like not be the starter. And like, it was a to, sigh of relief, learn. I bet. Yeah. Like for real. Cause like, man, he, he, like the media is hard on Zach Wilson for sure. Well, Zach Wilson's hard on everyone to watch, but the ESPN weirdly did its entire story about the, being a backup quarterback this week. Like Jenna Lane wrote it for ESPN and JT O'Sullivan, who's a great YouTube channel had a quote that said, it's not literally what Dick was saying. It's not necessarily easy for a lot of guys who come in as the alpha their whole lives to then be a backup. The transition out of playing is tough. I died a little every Sunday I didn't play. Yeah. All right. I, I think corrected. when you're at that level, at the NFL level, like these guys are different from a, like a mental point of view, like confidence, alpha, like you were talking about. Just- I mean, I fully, I mean, every athlete, if you're a professional athlete, you are built different mentally as much as yeah. you are physically. Yeah. Like, built you, what is that line? Well, it's like, you either think you can beat God or you are God. Oh, like yeah. everyone is <laughs> like Dion yeah. waiters where you, you think you should be shooting 25 times a game. Like everybody believes. Yeah. You have to believe. In the team. Yeah. And yeah. So here's my question. If you have Garrett Wilson, you have to play Garrett Wilson. Right? I mean, I feel bad for you if you have Garrett Wilson, but you can't, you probably don't mm. have three players better than Garrett Wilson. I mean, you like this is one of those situations where like you probably need to play him, but if you look at the numbers uh, for Garrett Wilson with Zach Wilson last year, it was like really bad. It was really, really bad. Like the offense in general, when Zach Wilson was a quarterback compared to any other quarterback the Jets had out there, was like complete night and day. Like the Jets' offense was one of the best offenses in terms of yards per game and all that with Mike White and Joe Flacco, and then it was one of the worst. In the and entire NFL with Zach Wilson under center, so it's it's one of the it's worst tough. situations to be in as a fantasy manager. You're essentially like duct taped and tied to a chair, and you can't scream. And you're just like, I, I wish I could get help, but I can't. I have to start. I have to start Garrett Wilson, despite the fact that I know he's going to be terrible. But I have to. His touchdown was really awesome, though. <laughs> they should they should just throw to him like 18 times a game. They yeah. should just run the ball and throw it to Garrett Wilson. That should be the only strategy. Honestly, dude, the Garrett Wilson should just play freaking quarterback. Like, I swear to God. Uh, DK, what's your Sunday scary this week? This So the Seahawks don't have either of their starting offensive tackles. And this was a big part of the reason why last week they had 12 yards uh, from scrimmage after halftime, which is like, I think, the all-time low under Pete Carroll. Um, They couldn't do anything. They couldn't get anything done either on the ground or in the passing game. Um, 
you know, and I like honestly, and they signed 41 year old Jason Peters. Heifetz, you made the joke like uh, signing Jason Peters is like in, in old school, like you're my boy, Blue. <laughs> you get this like freaking 80 year old guy. Dude, Jason Peters is 41 years old. He's been playing He's in the NFL for 20 are. years. Dude, he, the re, one of the, the, the reporters <laughs> asked him why he wanted to come back and play in the NFL. And he was like, I don't know, night, 20 sounds better than 19, doesn't it? In terms of the years of, that he's been in the NFL. Like, buddy, <laughs> this makes me worried years. that you just, wait, like, what, why wait. are you still playing, man? Like, what oh, God, year was Jason Peters drafted? I don't know. Probably. Like, he's been in forever. Like, uh, I want to say he didn't even come into the NFL as a tackle. Oh, he was, he was like undrafted. Yeah. Yeah. Born in 1982. Oh my God. It's my year, baby. Um, so that's 2004. The funny thing is, he's not even going to play in this game, probably, because he said, uh, when asked if he could play this week, he goes, maybe this Sunday, maybe a couple of weeks. I just got to get a feel for the pads. I haven't had he's them just on since around. January. He hasn't had pads on since January. This worries me. The, the Seahawks <laughs> offense is already crumbling, <laughs> it feels like. What, what? the fuck? What? So, this, we're so we're so excited about this year. Like The Seahawks could have one of the better offenses in the NFL, and it's already falling apart one weekend. Craig, where were you in 2004? I was in third or fourth grade. And <laughs> Jason Peters is in the NFL. <laughs> That's incredible. Learning about George Washington, probably. I don't know what you do in third Kai, grade. Kai just texted, I was five years old. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway, Rich Rebar at Sharp Football. I'm moving on. Rich Rebar at Sharp Football said, um, before you two tackles got hurt, DK, Gina Smith had 100 passing yards. Mm-hmm. After that, he had 12. And then after that, he had... 50% of his dropbacks were pressures. It was terrible. We also, we never talked about Geno Smith getting like b- bum rushed by Aaron Donald and yelling, <laughs> oh my God, and then throwing the ball away. I very rarely, very rarely watch an NFL play uh, and think uh, that's exactly what I would have done. It was like, yeah. like knee jerky. It was That was like, pure, oh f- he's like, oh my God. F- the fight or flight kicked in, you know? It was like, that was just You know what's funny about that? Like oh my God. Like, jump scare. <laughs> I feel like I can't ever formulate words when I'm that afraid. I was I was shocked that he was able to like say words and didn't just like scream. The fact that he like formulated a sentence and said, "Oh my, oh my god, god!" in the middle of a play is crazy. I just made, oh, I, think I just made my dog George bark downstairs because I was screaming. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's oh <laughs> like you walk downstairs and someone's like standing right around the corner. Oh my god! <laughs> It's like if you weren't watching Monday Night Football and you have Garrett Wilson in your fantasy team and you check the box score and you see Zach Wilson's throwing a pass. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) He got an oh, my God out. I love that. Uh, I I can't believe like like during an actual football play as a quarterback, (laughs) he he could formulate a sentence. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Can you you think of anyone that's like not like scarier than Aaron Donald running at you? Because earlier in the game, honestly, Aaron Donald like came up and right in his face and just like whammed him right in the face with both of his arms. He drew a penalty on it. But Aaron Donald is not afraid to, uh, Rams fans are going to hate me for this. He's not afraid to get a little dirty. Oh, he's he's a pretty, he's a dirty player. He's up there with Indomitian Sue. Um, so I don't really blame, I don't really blame. He can't be a hall of fame defense. Every (laughs) hall of fame defensive tackle ever has been dirty. Yeah. But that's just, you can't do without, but, that's why the Aaron Donald, don't forget, that's why the like one of the wildest moments I've ever seen in the NFL was the game where Alex Smith came back and everyone's like, wow, Alex, you did it. That's so cool. Like, but it was like watching it was kind of like weird. 
And we're like, just hope nothing bad happens. And then Aaron Donald is immediately on his back. And we're like, "Ah!" that's like, that's like in like Billy Madison when he's like playing basketball against all the second graders and he's just swatting kids and doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> anyway, now you're all, all right, Craig, big, what's big your trouble. Sunday scary? Uh, mine's Kenny Pickett, man. I, I really feel like Monday Night Football is a fork in the road moment for Kenny Pickett. Mm. This is a national stage. He just came off a horrible game. There was all this preseason buzz. This is his 14th game as a starter. So he's, he's coming up on one full season as a starter. And they're in Cleveland. Cleveland's another really good defense. And if he shits the bed dramatically again, I, I think there's going to be a lot of people who kind of officially give up on Kenny Pickett. And I'm nervous. I'm genuinely nervous. This feels like an inflection point for Pickett. I mean, the Browns just destroyed Joe Burrow. Yeah. And I'm 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 nervous that, that Pickett will be able to prove that he's an NFL caliber quarterback. I think a lot of people are going to decide on Monday night whether or not they are officially in or out. Including George Pickens. Including George Pickens, who was, I think maybe George was Pickens out last might, week. He might, hate, he might hate Pickett, for all we know. I know. It's like, I don't want this to be an Allen Robinson, Mitch Trubisky, or an Allen Robinson, Blake Bortles situation. Mm. But we're, we're close. And that's why it's like, Pickett needs to get it together soon. And on the national stage here, I'm just kind of worried. The Steelers have been so bad. I saw a stat. The Steelers have not reached 400 yards on offense in 49 straight regular season games. Good God. 400 yards of offense. 49 regular season games. Um, the next closest team is Arizona at 16. And the Steelers are at 49. Arizona. Jesus. Uh, yes, I'm very nervous for, for Pickett because I genuinely want him to be good enough to at least be considered a potential starter for like his rookie contract. And I think this game will be a referendum on, on Pickett. Also, just brass texts are starting in the AFC North. Or no, I ain't the 49ers, sorry, but the AFC 0-2. Like you're, you're starting 0-2 the season, you're losing the Browns immediately. All these AFC North games matter. So Yeah, like I, what are the stats on teams that start 0 and 2 it's like it's, it's, very, it's weird because most of the stats the are yeah. from a 16 game season so but i think it's like 11 percent if you start 0 and 2 and like that's high the Bengals did it last year and then made the afc championship but all right let, let's keep going here craig you got a little um we had a new segment idea we wanted to kind of do something creative you know we have a lot of calls trying to think of fun new ideas and we wanted to talk about Players that were on the fence on for this week, how to discuss them, guys who might be injured, guys who might be coming off bad weeks, and whether or not you know you should play them or not. So we came up with something called, um, we're going to try it out this week, Start Sit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, Dude, this is ingenious. Wow. It's alliteration. Got a lot, alliter, alliteration plays. Good SEO. Yeah. It's easy to remember. Yeah. Um, so we're going to test it out, and we'll see if it sticks. Email mm-hmm. us if you liked the segment. Um, Bring your fantasy football at gmail.com. <laughs> we were also discussing player bench, but we thought start sit had better, yeah, right, you know, right, just right. rolled off the yeah. tongue. So anyway, if anybody wants to sponsor start or sit, let us know. <laughs> uh, a lot of opportunities there, kind of getting at the ground floor. Uh, but the first team, th- there's a lot of start set options, honestly, sticking with Monday Night Football, Brown Steelers with the Steelers, because mm-hmm. the offense was a disaster. Nobody was playable. Uh, the best player on the team, fantasy-wise, was Allen Robinson. Last week. Good guy. Uh, and now, so it's like, you start with Najee Harris, right? I kind of lean towards sitting him, to be honest. He basically played half the snaps. Jalen Warren, the backup running back, played 40% of the snaps. They each had eight touches. Warren is now more involved in the passing game than Najee Harris was, according to last week. Um, you know, the, the, the Niners D was amazing. The Browns D is still good. The, the Bengals right. ran a little bit on them last week. But I'm like, man, if this game gets out of hand again, Najee Harris is not going to be on the field a lot. I, I I'm, you know... I, I don't love him in general. I, I still, I, I, I think Najee Harris is, we're inching closer to determining and declaring that Najee Harris is a bust. Sadly, 
Yeah. Um, if Jalen Warren is really starting to to sneak in and steal his carries, but like, look, the way I see start sit is it's like it's like getting a shitty meal from a restaurant you love, right? And and it's it's that versus getting a shitty meal from a new restaurant. It, you have completely different expectations going in. It's what defines the performance. So it's like if I have a shitty meal from In and Out, I'm just going to write that off. I'll go back the next week and and. Mm. and I won't think anything of it. If I go to Burger King or if I go to a restaurant I've never been to before and I get diarrhea or food poisoning, I'm never going back. <laughs> and to me, I, my expectations are already low with Najee Harris. So if, if he gives me nothing, I'm not really going to go back to the well until he performs well. So I think I'm actually like leaning towards sitting Najee Harris despite his like popularity. Yeah. The, the, I always feel like one of the leading indicators for start sit stuff like discussions in the week is who are people trying to trade to you during the, during the week? Yeah. And I got, I got several trade offers for Najee Harris. I feel like the rats are jumping ship at this point. Like once you get, like, once you oh. get like the, you know, <laughs> his rookie year, he was a top 10 guy. Yeah. yeah. I got you know, multiple it's pretty Najee versatile offers this week. And I'm like, there's something going on here. Like, uh, I don't know if I am into this. So yes, I agree with this one. I, I obviously it depends on your team, but if you want yes, to sit him, all subjective. I, I, I think if you want to sit him, it's defensible for sure. It's just, don't look at his name. Just look at what happened. You know what I mean? And look at how they're splitting reps and everything, how this offense is running. And I think like most indications would be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be starting this guy. He gave you diarrhea last week. Why are you going back to the restaurant? <laughs> don't go back. <laughs> Hi Fitz, what are the what are the what are the pills that you take when you're uh, lactose intolerant? Oh, lact yeah, my lactate pills. <laughs> yeah, if you're recently... gonna start him, at least take some lactate. You know? Yeah, I can't. I don't know what that dairy. means. I don't know what that means in fantasy. Um, <laughs> the other Steeler guys here, I think Pickens, you got to start. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, look, if Kenny Pickett is smart, he's gonna throw to George Pickens a lot. He's easily the most talented pass catcher on the team. So I'm hoping he gets 10 plus targets. They use him downfield all over the place. You got to start him. I like him more than guys like Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin this week. Deontay Johnson is out wow. with a hamstring injury for people who don't know that. How far we have come because one, you saying Pickens over McLaurin and now I would, well, actually not this week for McLaurin, but even I, I would play Pittman over Pickens. Oh my God. I think Pickens is better than Michael Pittman straight up. And I think the quarterback situations are pretty comparable. So, um, and, and I think Pickett's a better passer. Fantasyfootball.300.com. We have Michael Pittman 91st and George Pickens 92nd, which great. Spoiler great. alert. When two players are back to back, we have no idea who's going to do better. No clue. Moving on. Pat Fryermuth, you got to start him. Tight end is bleak, desolate wasteland. And if he mm. plays, you know, he's probably a good bet to maybe lead the team in targets this week. Maybe, you know, catch a touchdown. And then Allen Robinson, low key, ran around on 96% of the team's dropbacks after Deontay Johnson got hurt. This guy's going to play a lot. He's a vet. He led the team in yards last week. If you need a, like a, a, a flex... <laughs> and you don't have anybody, I kind of like Allen Robinson. This is a weak A-ass conversation we're having. I'm, I'm telling two. you, Allen Robinson is going to play the entire game and cat, and get eight targets. You're not wrong. It's just if I had told you like 10 days ago, we'd be like talking about Allen Robinson in the flex in week two. We'd be like, oh my God. Like, was there like a Look, dude, the vibes aren't great. In <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start sit. Wait. <laughs> Stay in the AFC North with bad vibes. Joe Burrow had 82 passing yards last week. I think that was like, like Navy had like twice that last week. So <laughs> that's one bad. Um, Not really. That, that'd be impossible. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> vibes wise. You get it. You but get it. Yeah. Joe Burrow is going to bounce back. You, you have to play him. Obviously, T Higgins, you have to play him. They're playing the Ravens. Zero catches. They're playing the Ravens. It's tough. The Ravens do always hold Burrow. And then also, Solak had a good column this week on the ringer, whereas the Bengals ran 96% of their plays from shotgun. What the hell is up with that? And so basically, do you think it's because of Burrow's calf? 
Probably. Well, that that I think that was a really good question that Solak posed, which is like, is that something you would do if if Burrow was completely healthy? Like, kind of right. weird to run fifty two of fifty four plays out of shotgun. That's kind of odd. So I think Burrow will be better, but if he's not, you have to play him. But if he sucks again this week, suddenly I'm kind of like, all right, what's up in Cincinnati? But you're playing Burrow and Higgins. And then again, while we're in the AFC North, the Bengals are playing the Ravens. The Ravens also sucked last week. And the good news is the Ravens are actually running the modern offense. You're talking about how the Ravens just have ignored. They're like the Amish of the NFL. Like they ignore, ignored modernity and never did three receivers. And then like they had 150 snaps all of last season where they had three receivers on the field. They had 40 just last week. So they're like a third of the way Wild. already to th- on, on three receiver snaps. They're a third of the way to the entire total last year. The flip side is they're already so hurt. J.K. Dobbins what is running with back. this team? Why Dude, can't they I, I stay healthy? something up. What is J.K. Dobbins, Achilles out for the season. Mark Andrews, the tight end. We don't know if he's going to play. Left tackle, Ronnie Stanley is week to week. Center, Tyler Linderbaum sprained his ankle. He's week to week. Marlon Humphrey, the cornerback, was already out. Marcus Williams is safety as a pictorial injury. That is, the Ravens Good have God. lost six starters. We are 6% of the way through the season. <laughs> this team is so what freaking is, cursed. This is like the AFC West all over again. We thought the AFC North was going to be the best division this year. Like the AFC West was supposed to be the best last year. We're two weeks, we're a week or two in and we're like, dude, this division might suck. I'm, I'm very curious what's going to happen with the Ravens this week because you know how I railed and, and it's a totally different situation because the Ravens were winning basically the entire game. So that is a built-in excuse for why they did it this way. Hey, it but was close at halftime. Wasn't it like 9-6 at halftime? It was, clo- it was a closer game throughout the whole game than the final score would indicate. Yes, but they were leading almost the entire game, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they only had Lamar Jackson run one design run, according to True Media. One design run for Lamar Jackson? Like, is this a whole new sea change where they're just like not going to have him involved in the running game at all? Or was this just a game script dependent thing? He's rusty. Let's just like take care of the football, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I don't know what the, what the offensive coordinator here, Todd Monkett is thinking, but man, if, if they don't run with Lamar Jackson, this changes everything in terms of like our fantasy projection. I don't know if he looked like himself. It was weird. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Well, he definitely came out and tweeted during, after the game that he was rusty. So, I know. It, I just well, this weird. this is another thing like Craig where you're talking about like this might be a fork in the road. If they don't run him in this week, I'm gonna start panicking about my yeah. Lamar Jackson, you know, hype during the offseason. Because man, the reason he's so has that upside is because of what he does as a runner. And if they're not gonna run him, like, what are we doing here? All right. So while we're talking about other start sick guys, Terry McLaurin, who we had a very large argument about last week, um, didn't have a great week one, and we do have him behind Pickens, as Craig was saying. And I think this week, I think he's a bench again, just because one, I still think the turf toes there, but more importantly, um, he's going to be shadowed by Pat Sertain of the Broncos this week. Like Washington's playing the Broncos. Yeah. I don't love the matchup. Nate Tice, who's the man, um, wrote a great column for Yahoo this week where Nate, Nate knows a lot about football, basically argued Pat Sertain might be the best cornerback in the NFL. And that Pat Sertain mm-hmm. did an incredible job shadowing Devonte Adams last week. Yeah. The, he like the plays were Sertain was on Devonte. Devonte Adams caught like two catches for 11 yards. So two catches and Pat Sertain batted away three passes. So that's crazy. And then meanwhile, John Dotson's going to be in the slot and he gets Damari Mathis who's the cornerback and Damari Mathis is the cornerback who allowed Jacoby Myers and the Raiders to get like 76 yards and two touchdowns for the first time in his career. So just common sense. If you have Dotson play Dotson and if you have McLaurin, I would sit McLaurin being shadowed against um, Pat Sertain. Yeah, it's a tough matchup. So RP Terry McLaurin. I think it's like, this is one of those things where I think cornerback receiver matchups can get overrated sometimes because the receivers aren't always lining up against the same corner on every play. 
most of the time. Sometimes those corners will follow a guy throughout the whole game. But in this case, with like Pat Sertan across from him, that's like pretty scary to me. There's only like three cornerbacks that actually shadow, true shadow. And then right. there's only so many receivers that and the McLaurin actually does line up nine out of every 10 things on the outside. And that's where it got shadow. So yeah, it's RIP to Terry McLaurin for this week. But that also makes him probably a buy low next. Craig, give us another, another start sit among all the receivers that we drafted and we're kind of sad about. Yeah, I'm moving on to Falcons Packers, which is an interesting game because I feel like both teams had offenses that we were kind of like, we didn't know what to expect. They both got wins, but they both beat up on bad teams. So this week will be interesting to see like who comes out on top. I'm also obsessed mm. with the Falcons. I just I just think they're easily the most fascinating experiment <laughs> going on in the league. They're fucking hilarious. I like your theory um, that Arthur Smith's a billionaire who just was like betting just his just friends. Doing I bet if I yeah, just took it's, over it's, team, what if I just took over a team and didn't play the good players? It's like it's, Nathan, it's, it's yeah, like tra- it's like you. trading places, like the two old guys being like, "What if we just swap <laughs> these like a homeless guy with like our head of finance and see if it worked?" There, there's a chance that <laughs> that uh, Arthur Smith is just one of two guys in trading places. Oh my um, god! So yeah, Drake London, dude, you're sitting him. I'm sorry, you're sitting him until you see signs of life. This guy has no pulse right now. He had one target. <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to say. Desmond Ritter doesn't throw to his wide receivers at all. 23% of his passes went to wide receivers. Like, I'm out. Do you guys disagree? No. No. I I drank London's (laughs) a car. You drove off the lot and you didn't even get home. And you're like, I think this is a lemon. You're like, you're lucky if you can get 50% back. Another stat from Scott Barrett from Fantasy Points. Ritter uh, last week threw for 58 air yards. 58 air yards, which was slightly less than Steelers tight end three slash utility man, Connor Hayward. Wait, is that Cam Hayward's brother? Yes, it is. Yeah, like what is that was 51st among all pass catchers last week. That's how many air yards Ritter threw for. And Top it was all basically in one pass. He had one deep pass right, to Kyle down, Pitts. And everybody was field. like, yo, yeah. everybody was like, oh, Kyle Pitts, you know, he was first among tight ends in air yard percentage, emphasis on percentage, because it was only 49 air yards, which was <laughs> uh, terrible considering Ritter threw for 58 air yards in the entire game. So yeah, he had 90% of his air yards, but he threw for 58 <laughs> uh, total. Wait, you know what this is with Drake London? This is when Joe buys the dove and then walks out and kills it by accident opening the door because he thinks it's a push and it's a pull. And he kills it. He's like, what's your return policy? It's like, we need warranties on fantasy players. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I was expecting. With that said, I almost think you have to start. I mean, like, look, I don't know who you have on your team, but like if the Falcons are, look, they beat up on the Panthers who are not a good team. If they're down a touchdown or two, you're, they're obviously, we think, going to throw a little bit more. If you have like Luke Musgrave, I, I part of me is like, I understand starting Luke, Luke Musgrave. But yeah. if you have you're nobody in your shit, right? Like, Not Drake London anymore? Yes, Kyle Pitts. Sorry. I almost think you got to start Kyle Pitts still. This is what this is why we recommended not drafting him because you're sucked in every time yeah. you have him. When you have him, you have to play him. So you, you, you might as well just not draft him. But if you have him, you're probably going to play him this week. Kyle Pitts is like a timeshare. It's like you shouldn't do it. But then once you have it, you're like, well, you talk yourself into it. I got to go. Time and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, shit. Timeshare. Why did I buy this? <laughs> uh, yeah. He's like, he's like a rewards program where it's like, you got to use it to get the benefits. And it's like, well, I, I guess I'll start him again. <laughs> very, very specific time horizon. You have to take the certain airline. Oh, God. <laughs> I guess I have to fly through. Iowa to get to, you know, wherever. Like, <laughs> And it's redeemable in week 14 when you've already missed the playoffs. It's free if I fly Spirit Airlines if I use my Chase Venture <laughs> Capital card. Yeah. So I guess I'm starting Kyle Pitts this week. 
So you could give us another start sit while we're on um, extremely depressing offenses. Justin Fields. What are we doing with Justin Fields? You know, the the Craig mentioned the vibes being horrible for Pittsburgh right now. I don't know if there's a team in the NFL that I can remember over the last like five years that has worse vibes after one week than the Bears do right now. Like, I think Bears fans are truly panicking, at least based on what I'm seeing on Twitter. Like, Justin Fields had a very rough first game. Um, there's a lot of indication that like he was just holding onto the ball when he should have been firing passes into tight windows, even open windows. And basically, the the sky is falling in Chicago right now. And I'm very nervous about Justin Fields and his future as a NFL starter. That being said, I still think I'm going to start him this week. It, obviously, again, it depends on who you have. It depends on who's on, on the waiver wire or whatever. And if you're a two-quarterback league, I think you still got to start him. Um, because... And this is crucial. He still, even though they only ran him two times on design runs, he still scrambled seven times. And so he's such a, he is going to be a high volume scrambler because of how he plays football, how he drops back. He's a, he's a slow processor at this point in his career. He holds onto the ball too long and then he tucks and runs. That's like his deal. And that's why fans are so scared about him in terms of his long-term potential in the league. But because of his, you know, willingness and basically he's just like relying on scrambling so much. I think that still makes him viable in fantasy. And if it can maybe give it more than two design runs this week, that gives him an upside to like to to be sort of one of these weak winners. So if if the Bears come to their senses, which that's a huge wild card, that's a huge question mark. But last year, over the last nine games, Justin Fields averaged nine rushes, uh, sorry, eight rushes per game, design rushes per game, two in week one. I think that goes up in week two. I hope it does, or else I'm going to be very scared. So DK, I know this is a new a new segment we're playing, and it, you're, we're still getting our feet wet. But it, w- would you start or sit, Justin? <laughs> start him. I I got to tell you something. All right, I have a, I have a big announcement. Okay. Two things. I would actually consider benching Justin Fields. I'm not telling you to, but I'm telling you, I give you permission if you want to, and I'm afraid to. And here's why. I'm going to introduce a new segment in the new segment, or it's really a segment we've done before. I'm going to, in honor of me cursing everyone. I'm going to start doing a Costanza of the week because uh, the Heifetz hex, like the Heifetz hex, the Costanza trade, like, trademark Heifetz hex. If I'm every instinct that. you have is wrong, then the opposite <laughs> must be right. It's like tuna, you know, it's chicken salad on rye, cup, of, a tea. cup of tea. <laughs> so I'm going to just identify a game where every fiber of my being points somewhere. And let me tell you, every fiber of my being tells me that the Buccaneers are going to win this game. For everything Justin DK said about fields, no design rushes, the the the, the, the game, the, the red zone offense makes no sense. Chase Claypool is like a human traffic cone. And then you've got like the Justin Fields, this incredible stat from Brad Spielberger at PFF, that Justin Fields had like 40 straight dropbacks. Like they're not even rolling him out in the pocket. Like, you know how easy that makes it for the defense to just have one spot where he's going to be instead of moving this dynamic athlete left. It's like Bran in Game of Thrones. It's like zigzag, my guy. Like, don't be predictable. <laughs> they're just like, just Bran. It's it's the younger, it was the younger brother. Oh, Rick yeah, on. not Bran. It Rick was on. Rick on. Yeah, it's like <laughs> zigzag, man. What are you doing? Yeah. That's Justin Fields straight drop back every time. And I look and I'm like, the Bucks. last time the Bucks played the Bears or 2021, it was like Justin Fields' rookie year. He had six turnovers, or like five. He recovered. I think, fumbles, I think but- the Bears. You know how we talk about Zach Wilson earlier in the season or in the in the show doing like the whole Eastern Promises thing. I kind of think the Bears just want Justin Fields to fail. I just think they don't like him. I think they're like, we just want him to fail, so the fans aren't going to get mad at us when we bench him, and then we can move on with our lives. Last time that Fields played the Bucks was thirty-eight to three, and the Bucks have seven of those defenders still on this team. So I'm looking, and then I'm like, Chase Claypool. What was that? Claypool is good. God. 
Speaking of Claypool, man, I want to give a sub award here. I want to do the, the Where Are They Now award for guys still in the league. And I want to give it to Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool, man, for the, the shit that went down on Twitter with, with Chase Claypool week one was one of the more pathetic like montages I've ever seen from a player. Chase Claypool basically gave up for 60 minutes on the field. <laughs> he was like not blocking anybody. He was allowing screen passes to just get blown up behind him. He was barely running routes. He like tried to flop when a guy pushed him in between no, plays and fell down yeah. like a, yeah, he like looked he like a pogo sniped. stick falling yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Like genuinely don't know what Chase Claypool is doing. And it's so sad to see like, just, I don't know where he's come. He's like Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement. It's like, that kid was such a star. Whatever happened to him? You know, he like Chase Claypool. Dude, he had, had like nine hundred yards. Oh, he's like a child actor. What yeah, he is. It's, a, it's they always do those. Where are they now? It's like where where are they, where is the kid from Spy Kids now? Fun fact: He's married to singer Megan Trainer. But like what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him? Spy Kid kid. Him? Yeah, Spy Kid is, is funny? married to Megan Trainer. He must be great. I don't know, but yeah, Good I'm guy. just like I can't believe this is where Chase Claypool is now. Did you guys know that he trademarked the name Mapletron in March 2022? <laughs> oh, no. That's so sad. That was the that? downfall. Anytime, anytime an athlete trademarks something, it's like, oh, God, it's going down. Since so he trademarked Mapletron, <laughs> he is the wide receiver 100 in points per game <laughs> behind Noah Brown, Chris Moore, Marquise uh. Goodwin, and Trenton Irwin. He has one touchdown since March of 2022. Quick and he fits. has one game. With more than 52 receiving yards. Heifetz, your life is at stake here. What team is Chris Moore on? Chris Moore, I was just looking this up because <laughs> is it Chris the Moore is on the Titans. Oh my God, I got it. I'm alive. Right? I think so. He's on the Titans, right? Tell me. I don't know. Yeah, Google he is. It. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah. Trenton Irwin. Look, Behind there, Trenton Irwin? There's no, look, there's no way... <laughs> No. The Bears could win oh, this game. The Bears have the worst defensive line. I'm looking at this. Here's the thing. The line in this game is the Bucs are giving two and a half. I, the opening line was three. I'm like, this is going to move to five. It went down to two and a half. Every fiber of my being is like Bucs minus two and a half lock of the century. Costanza. Bears are going to win this game. Take I like the Bears. Telling you. Ooh, Everyone I like should that. bet on the Bears Spicy. because I genuinely don't understand how the line is two and a half. There's no possible way. Bucks is free money. So just bet on the Bears. I think the Bears, yeah, I'm just going to say it one more time and get it out of my system. I, by the way, I, and I'm not even really trying to defend Justin Fields. Like, I've kind of given up hope that he's going to be good at this point. But I really do think the Bears just want him to fail so they can move on. It's like when you want, like, you want to break up with somebody, but you don't know how to do it. So you just so you make them start to act like an you. asshole <laughs> and, until they break up with you. Yeah. They just want him to request a trade and they'll be like, okay, see you later. <laughs> Fine. If you, hey, if, you, if it's your, it's your decision, Justin. Wow. That's, geez. That's incredible. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Look, FanDuel, Jets, Zach Wilson starting versus the Cowboys. Over-unders, 174 passing yards. 
I'll let you decide. Cowboys defense has scored two touchdowns, 33 to one. Just saying. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restriction supplies. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends September 18th, 2023. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Just going through, this isn't even a war. I just like the, the I drink your milkshake, but just the, the Niners are playing the Rams this week. I just can't believe Kyle Shannon's 8-1 versus Sean McVay since 2019. Oh my God, this is another good Costanza. What if what if the Rams beat the Niners? Eight. That is, that is a good Costanza. Everything yeah, is pointing like for the 49ers Costanza. to win. The Rams this. looked Eight good one. last week, though. That's the problem. The Rams looked terrible last week. It'd be a good Costanza. Now there's a little doubt. The Costanza is the Jets are going to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> that, oh, that is shit. a good one. That is they the just Costanza beat the Bills. The Anything is possible. That is the Costanza of the week, Craig. Oh, that I might just put five bucks on that. Possible <laughs> thing. You know why? That's also the best. Po- if the, there is a script, best possible thing for content. Can you imagine Stephen A. Smith walking into ESPN the day after the Cowboys lose to Zach Wilson? Can you imagine? That would be like the greatest day of sports content I've ever seen. While we're, again, just a theme here for people who weren't good last week. Speaking of that game, I would like to give out the um, Kenny the Golden Retriever Award to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And here's what I mean. I was watching my friend's dog a couple weeks ago. Shout out to Nebs and Sydney. We love you guys. We love Kenny. Jack and I, we were watching Kenny. He's an adorable Kenny golden retriever. I love He's like 10 name. months old. He's a puppy. He's a big boy. <laughs> Kenny we watched the him dog. For fi- I know. We watched him for five days. While they were at a wedding on the West Coast. And the timing was horrible. The dog had like explosive diarrhea. Brutal. As soon as we took him in. On an airplane. Di- I, was, no. I was at a fantasy. Yeah, exactly. I was at a fantasy draft. And the d- dog diarrhea all over our white carpet. It was an actual oh, nightmare. And it, so we have this it, like explosive. Like DK has not had in 371 episodes. So. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> we were like, hold on here. Did the dog eat something weird? Like, did he have too much peanut butter? Like, the, is he just one off? Or is this like Needed some lactate. separation anxiety? Is he sick? And I realize this is the question I have about Josh Allen. Josh Allen basically just had explosive diarrhea all over the field on Monday night. Maybe football. he just had some bad clams, you know? Well, and he'll be <laughs> right as rain next week. That's what I'm wondering, though. Is it just like he's allergic to this thing? He's allergic to the Jets. Like, Josh Allen is like 12-2 and two against the entire NFL in the regular season last year, and he's 1-2 and two against the Jets. Like, Josh, if you look at EPA per play against not the Jets, Josh Allen's third behind Mahomes and Tua. And if you look at his EPA per play against the Jets, he's like 33rd next to Zach Wilson. Like, the Jets turned him into Zach Wilson. Like, hey, maybe he's just allergic. Or is it separation anxiety? Because Brian Dable's gone, and now he basically is averaging like his 38 picks and fumbles combined in 19 games without Brian Dable. 38. That's two a game. Is there? Is he sick? Do we need to take him to the vets? He's sick. Is there something wrong with Josh? I don't know. That's the, that's what I'm wondering. He's dating a celebrity now. Never a good sign. Preoccupied. Are they still together? Haley Seinfeld. Haley Seinfeld. Are they not together anymore? I don't know. I thought they were still but, together. Google it. Never a good sign. Hit the goose. Preoccupied. 
going to Hollywood parties. Is it an overreaction though to wonder is like if Josh Allen is like sick? Like, is there something wrong with him? When you started the dog metaphor, I thought you were just going to say he got the zoomies. It looked like he had the zoomies to me. He was just running around like no direction, running into shit. <laughs> he did like, he almost did a butt fall. Did you see that Mark Sanchez tweeted about this? He had, he like ran He's into like, his own lineman and dropped the ball. Cause he, he like every day Mark Sanchez running without looking. Every day, Mark Sanchez wakes up and he's like, please, God, let somebody commit a butt fumble. I wrote, butt fumble. I wrote a 10-year anniversary um, story of the butt fumble, which you, go, you can Google, just Google butt fumble, the ringer, Heifetz, and, you know, I'm, hopefully that's the first. And I tried so hard to get Mark Sanchez for that story, and I could not. He, like, wouldn't. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to <laughs> talk I, about it. Do you know I emailed Fireman Ed? And oh, I wow. asked him Fireman Ed. Wait, do you know the what Jet Fireman Super Ed said? Fan? Yes. Wait, did I ever tell you guys what fire? Wait, I want to pull up the. He responded. It was so funny. Fire. I asked Fireman Ed, like, hey, because Fireman Ed quit after that season. Like, he stopped being Fireman Ed. He's like, I can't take this anymore. Because of the butt fumble. Because of the butt fumble. So I emailed him and I'm like, do you want to talk? And he said, no, thank you. Think it is for the haters of the Jets organization that like to bring it up. Mark did a lot of great things for this organization. I'll pass. And then he wrote, G-O-O-O-O-O-J-E-T-S. He wrote like J with like all the T's and all the O's. He didn't fall for your trap. No. Good East job. Coast fandom is just different than West Coast. Like Agreed. there's nobody like there's you have to if, stay if you root for a so team in the West Coast, it's not the teams. same. Yeah. It's you're just different. like a you're different. It, it's snowing for like five months of the year. Uh, and the you, West you Coast, you're else. all summer children. You're all just like <laughs> sweet the, summer child. Sweet summer children, a <laughs> lot of you. Yeah. I, I love it. It's sunny and beautiful, and we're going to the beach. We were, we were in the live show in DC. It was like 81 degrees. And Craig was like, oh, how do you live here? No, that it's was not me. the temperature I was excited was 90, I was upset first about. First of all, it was not 81. It was 95. And the <laughs> humidity was also difference. 95. <laughs> yes, it was not the temperature. It was the fucking wet <laughs> air. Fucking high Blanketing just, my skin. Just lying. Greater than Mark's. Don't act like you didn't like LA. You didn't have fun in Ojai. You didn't think it was nice. You ever been to Santa Barbara? The thing no one talks about with LA is that you can't see the sky for like June. And everyone's like, yeah, it's because of the smog. What? You don't know that? Like, like I'm It's the also idiot, from the marine layer because we're so close to the ocean. It's smog from the cars trapped in the marine layer. Yeah, right. New York City is just a beacon of, of healthy environment. <laughs> you can see the sky in the summer. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I mean, the sky keep, keep going. Keep going. Admittedly, there's a lot of trash and rats. I won't... Yeah. I won't you know where you one. can't see the sky? When you're... 30 feet underground in 110 degree heat stuck on a subway with a hundred other people. <laughs> yeah, Super I, I healthy. Defend, I get to defend the subway in New York. Wait, can I do it? I feel like going back to the dog analogy for Josh Allen, DK, when you said he had the zoomies, I, it also made me think like, you know, when you come home, like you go to the grocery store, you come home and your dog treats you like he hasn't seen you in five years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that was Josh Allen. He was just so excited to play football week one. He just like couldn't contain himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a little like. bit of pee. A little bit of pee. <laughs> a little bit of pee. This, uh, he played like a maniac in a good way, but also all kind of a bad way. <laughs> Let's be honest. Fun to watch, though. All you right. know what's funny also is all these guys, you know, as they get older, like Lamar Jackson, all these running quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, who got like big contracts, whatever. Jalen Hurts didn't run as much and was also like sliding a lot more. Lamar Jackson, one designed run. Josh Allen, dude, still just absolutely sending it. <laughs> Like, there just one, lowering yeah. his shoulder does Dude, not need to be. It was, it was like 30, 15, and it, he got tackled like six yards into his run and was like fighting to get an extra yard, even though it doesn't, <laughs> didn't matter. There He's was insane. one point where he tried to jump over. He was surrounded on yes. three sides by defenders, and he tried to hurdle a guy, and he got like upended and fell on his head. Like, 
buddy. And he wasn't close to the first down. <laughs> chill. Daddy, chill. I think in another life, Josh Allen could have been on Jackass. Those are the only people comparable in terms of like, I've never seen people with like less sense of self-preservation than Josh Seriously. Allen. Do you guys remember that that outfielder? He played for the A's for a little bit. His name was uh, Hunter Coco. something, I think. Oh, oh, Tory Hunter. No, not, no, not Tory Hunter. Well, he was a white guy and he used to just sprint into the outfield, into the, <laughs> the, the, the back wall to like try and catch- Hunter Renfro? Uh, like fly, fly balls. No, it was Hunter- Oh man, maybe it wasn't Hunter. He, it was a name like that. People will know he's a blonde white guy and he was always hurt because he would just sprint into the wall going after <laughs> fly balls and just would just n disregard his the health of his body completely. And that's how Josh Allen is. I'm going to find this guy. Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence. Oh yeah. Wow, yeah. Absolute sure. maniac in the outfield. Kamikaze out there. Hunter Pence is a great... It's a great like starting point for let's just name random baseball players. Yeah, should we just oh, wait? Yeah. Do it quick, quick should interlude. We do that? <laughs> Mark Mark Burley, Juan Uribe. That's awesome. Go oh DK, uh, Brett Boone, Eric Frosted Gagne, Tips. Eric Gagne, Mark Ellis. Oh shit! Uh, I don't know. It's been like five Scott Hatterberg, Scott Hatterberg, Paul Canerco. Wow. John Smoltz. Oh, that's a good one. John Smoltz. Uh, <laughs> e email us at gmail.com if you want to just name random baseball players. Uh, please. I, it's my favorite thing in the world. Any other start sick guys you want to talk about? Probably. Yeah, I'm sure there's a million of them. Christian Kirk, I would say, look, it was a tough week one. He plays in the slot. They were up a lot, so he wasn't playing. They're playing the Chiefs this week. I think Christian Kirk's going to be on the field a lot more. Kind of like uh, it's it's going to be it's uh, recency bias is like the hardest thing to get over in in fantasy. Starting a guy who just had a like basically a goose egg, but there's going to be a week where he's going to bounce back. It's this week, in my opinion. Injuries, hot tub club. There's a lot of injuries. It's like Deontay Johnson's probably out like a few weeks. That this for the Steelers that sucks. Aaron Jones. Again, we're recording this Thursday night, Thursday afternoon, basically. So like you'll have to check um, injury updates for the Friday. What they do on Friday, full practice on Friday is the best. But Aaron Jones. Has the same string. Hopefully he's going to play. Christian Watson, same deal for the Packers. Hopefully he's going to play. DeAndre Hopkins apparently hurt his ankle in like the last play of the game. So hopefully DeAndre Hopkins plays. Travis Kelsey, obviously he's playing. You're not going to play him if he if he's there. Jacoby Myers, concussion protocol. Brandon Cooks, Jets defense, MCL strain and stuff. My only question, DK, Austin Eckler, if he plays, obviously you're playing Austin Eckler. My only real question, DK, is if Austin Eckler plays... Would you still play Josh Kelly and maybe they give him more time? Like if you if you have added Josh Kelly and waivers, could they both be good even if Eckler's in? Yeah, I'm starting Josh Kelly regardless. I think obviously Josh Kelly gets a massive boost if Austin Eckler is out. But I think either way, it's going to be such a rotation. It's really, it, it feels like they're doing the Zeke Pollard thing, but like just maybe flipped a little bit. So it's Pollard or, you know, Zeke is, or sorry, uh, Eckler is getting more play slightly but they're definitely they have like a rotation here josh kelly had 16 carries he was running routes he was getting targets in the passing game he got a little bit of the goal line stuff so they're definitely really doing a split here and austin eckler was uh you know talking on his podcast that he does with matt Harmon, um and basically imploring people to add josh kelly so i think we should listen to him about that that was funny i watched that clip 30 times because it was so weird that and i mean this complimentary austin eckler just very dispassionately like was like arguing like yeah handcuff me in fantasy you should totally have my backup and he called himself like the so-called starter and it was like if you didn't know who austin eckler was and didn't like know he what he looked like you would never have known that austin eckler was like talking about himself it was such like sober fantasy analysis 
He's the opposite of Arthur Smith. Austin Eckler is the exact <laughs> opposite of who Arthur Smith is as a human being and what he cares about and what he's interested in with the media. <laughs> Dude, do you think they did the trading places? I'd love it if they should, we should get them two on a pod together. Wait, so oh is Eckler a fantasy player who was like, I could play running back? And then he swapped <laughs> yeah. with yeah, Arthur yeah. Smith? He's like, well, I'm 5'7". He's like, I'll just get really ripped, super athletic, and I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll start on a team. 31 arm pull-up should do. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. You guys want to do some emails? Wait, before we do emails. the emails, even, the, the, we, have to, the, we have to acknowledge the guy that there was the manhunt for in Pennsylvania. He was wearing an Eagle sweatshirt. I'm unaware of this story. Yeah, I saw that. He, oh, this was huge on the East Coast. Like, he, this, guy escaped, uh, this guy escaped a, um, jail. And there was a massive manhunt for him. And he was gone a long time. And when they found him, he was in an Eagle sweatshirt. Like he had stolen an Eagle sweatshirt. I mean, that's the be- that's a smart Throwing move, right? You, you want to blend in blend your in. surroundings. Yeah. <laughs> just saying go birds anyway, to everybody that walks by. Just yeah. incredible. All right. Emails. This is from Jacob. Jake. Jacob. While we're talking about Heifetz cursing things, I just wanted to call out that the first thing I listened to the morning after the Jets game was your week one recap pod that you recorded before Monday Night Football where Heifetz had to mention that quote, there weren't any major injuries in week one. Heifetz Hex. Did you say that? I mean, J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles. No, he said, said it and he was like, well, that. I shouldn't say that. But oh. I did. I, I knocked on wood. I said it was He's like, Dobbins, nobody who matters. Like, yeah. He just threw J.K. Dobbins <laughs> under the bus. Whoops. Wow, I did say that, didn't I? Uh, I also did say on the Friday pod that Rodgers would get hurt and replaced by Zach Wilson immediately. So I'm a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> TK, 371 straight episodes, no diarrhea. All right. Speaking of which, Joshua. Josh. Joshy. I was, li- I was listening to the podcast on my evening walk before dinner. On my walk, I started to feel like I was going to shit myself. God. <laughs> Luckily, nice. there's a bathroom on, the go- on a golf course near my walk. And as I'm shitting my brains out, Heifetz starts trying to summon exploding diarrhea out of Danny Kelly. <laughs> It so I think that Heifetz maybe did <laughs> knock down the head. It's like of you missed, powers. you missed me. Hit this guy. Hit some other guy. What, what is the song DK Misty Mountains that like puts babies to sleep? Does our yeah. podcast induce yeah, yeah. diarrhea? There we go. By the way, line. some somebody I saw I ran across this randomly on Instagram. Somebody, some woman was talking about on her Instagram thing about how Misty Mountains is this great way of putting babies to sleep. Blah blah blah. It had hundred and twenty thousand likes. This is going national. Get off this DK's is go- corner. This is going global. All right, we'll take it. Soon, DK. Let's get litigious. <laughs> this is bullshit. Stolen valor. Let off stolen valor. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, maybe she found it on her own. Who knows? 120,000 likes. listener. This is going crazy. It's going viral. I got to figure out how to make money on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can put your children to sleep. The funny thing is, I didn't even find this. It was Skippy. I, I stole Skippy's valor. <laughs> it's simply too good. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been taking credit for not for... I didn't even figure this out. Skippy did. But that's okay. You're like Chase Claypool. You're going to file the trademark. And then be like, you know, you never get sleep ever again. If your nickname is like a, is an offshoot of another player's nickname, that's already a bad start. Should like we start trademarking name. players' nicknames before they can? Should we just file a claim? Save, save them from themselves. Yeah. Trademark lawyers, emails are fantasyfootballgmail.com. Help us trade. We, we got to find like, a player's nickname that hasn't trademarked. Let Russ yet. Cook just like, got trademarked. And then he can have that. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's a death knell. The second you trademark your name, you're, you're done. Mm-hmm. 
That's Except how we do the Tom, little Nas X gets okay. Yeah. Well, the rest of his life fell apart. What do we? What What are we going to trademark? Normalize coming fast. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to court. Be like, we invented it. <laughs> We're just know, we didn't invent this, it, but we sure as hell normalized this narrative it. Around, baby, it's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> got things to do. I in definitely your didn't life. invent it. This has been going on for for millennia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this email's from Drew. Drew, Drew, longtime listener, first time caller. The awkward situation stories have been killing me, and I have one to contribute. Yes. The nice thing on the cake is this happened at the wedding of a current member of the Chiefs' coaching staff. All right. Ooh. My fiance was in the wedding, so I attended the ceremony with the other plus ones of the wedding party. Mm. They're in line waiting for the guy. Like, he's in line and he's like, we're going to call this person Susie, who's like with them. And we're waiting in, in the line to sign the guest book for the wedding before the ceremony begins. And Susie, we're going to call her Susie, is in line first. And she's right behind the, or she's second. She's right behind the guy signing the book. And Susie's a lefty. And she sees the guy in front of her, who she does not know, signing the book, is also signing the book with his left hand. So Susie nudges the guy and they like, yeah, see, we got another lefty here. And then to her surprise, the guy turns around and is missing his right arm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's why you leave a note. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you know shit. what? That, that, maybe it's just better to never talk to anybody. This is why people don't talk anymore in public. Just look at your phone at this all times. Why, this is honestly why I like tweeting over actual interactions face to face is because you can consider your response first and delete it if it like, doesn't work out. What's the upside in saying that? You know, <laughs> that's normal. A mild chuckle talking. in return. Yeah, just look down. Oh Talk to the people God. you already know. Oh God. I want to know what happened then. Got... What happened after <laughs> that? I need the follow up. Apparently, he was very chill about it. Another lefty here. Another lefty. Uh, here. It's gonna be all right. All it's left. Be all left. That is so. That is, that is an all time bad beat. That's, the other ones that we've talked about were kind of like you pulled out the wrong phrase at the worst possible time. This is a bad beat. That's like what are the odds of that? <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? What are the odds? DK. Somebody, didn't somebody text you, DK, being like, I love that the end of your podcast has just turned into like, who has the worst <laughs> yeah, funeral yeah. story? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This <laughs> one's like, that's your funeral. Um, all right. Another email. We got one email from Jordan. 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 It's no Cloyce box, but I came across another great football name. On Thursday, Jared Goff became the fifth quarterback since 1950 to go 10 games in a row without throwing an interception. High fits. The text. other quarter. Yeah, well, I didn't do it. The other quarterbacks are Derek Carr, Tom Brady, Bart Starr, and Milt Plum. <laughs> <laughs> Milt Plum. Man, Milt they Plum. don't make them like they used to. <laughs> Milt Plum. You know Plum. what I mean? <laughs> they were built different back then. Oh, my God. Milt Plum. Efficient. Milt Plum. Efficient name. You know what I mean? We're not going to mince words here. Milt Plum. Done. Sign the certificate. Get him out there. Get him working. Two syllables. We got we got to get more efficient with syllables and names, you guys. There's too many goddamn Milt syllables. Plum. Bart Starr. 
Two syllables. Milt Plum was like working in a factory when he was five. <laughs> Milt Plum. <laughs> I was watching the deer. I was watching the deer hunter last night, by the way. Uh, okay. That is extremely depressing movie, but there's like this whole like one hour long like intro where they're just like following the lives of these steel workers in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, Milt Plum was like buddies with the main characters in the deer hunter. Milt, Milt Plum, Plum was born in overalls. <laughs> Oh, God. Milt Plum. That's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, everyone behind the scenes. Milt! Thank you to Mi- thank you to Milt. Thank you to Mr. and Mrs. Plum. Um, of course, Cloyce <laughs> and Fernbox. There's a chance Do- Milt Plum and Cloyce Box. I mean, there, there's like a very realistic chance that Cloyce Box and Milt Plum like were, were friends and knew each other. <laughs> they probably did cross paths. I mean, right? I did Milt Plum that, go on right? to be like a titan of industry after serving in World War II? <laughs> I couldn't, I think, so he went into, I, the best I could find was that he went to, <laughs> no, he retired in North Carolina. He actually had the best passer rating in a season to like Joe Montana for like 20 years. Then he retired to North Carolina, <laughs> got into wood products, wood manufacturing. That's the best I could oh, find. He's still yeah, alive. Just yo, using his hands. Yo, yo, he's still alive. Milt Plum's 88 milk, years old. Dude. Still kicking. His, mil, his milk. middle name is Ross. Milt Ross Plum. <laughs> <Do you> think, <laughs> yep. Do you think we can get wow. Milt Plum on the pod? Also, I mean, thank you, guy. Lord. Lord. Thank you, Cheryl Crow. Cool. Nice. 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 Uh, Cheryl Crow's good. I, I, She has so many popular songs and yet no titles are coming to my brain right now. All I want to uh, do is have some, have some fun. fun. Soak Up the Sun oh, is a good song. Yeah. Oh, first Cut's right. the deepest. Uh, Wait, is I'm Gonna Soak Up the Sun Cheryl Crow? Yeah. I don't, oh, I didn't think it was. Oh, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, oh, it is. Oh. Milt Plum. Let me tell you. Craig, Milt Plum played quarterback, defensive back, punter, and place kicker at Penn State. They didn't fuck around. They were like, you know what? Built different back then. He's like that guy on Colorado, (laughs) Hunter, who's playing corner and wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. We're all freaking out now. Milt Plum was doing that 70 years ago. These guys were playing 150 snaps a game. Right after he killed a bunch of Nazis. Right after working... Working in the factory nine like seven days a week. Didn't get a nickel from the school. Oh man. <laughs> That's awesome, man. He backed up Fran Tarkenton. Do you Whoa. think we could, do you think we could get Milt Plum on the podcast? He's 88. I don't think so. Do you think it'd be easier or <laughs> harder to set Craig's up? Craig's gonna have to figure out how to get him hooked up to the internet. <laughs> him and Pete I, if Pete Carroll was hard, I can't imagine Milt Plum. <laughs> Getting him the Zoom audio in the email. He also holds the NFL record for longest completed pass to himself. 20 yards. What? <laughs> what? No they way. really did. Walked uphill both ways. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. There's Damn. No way, there's no Thinking way about that's Giselle real. being like, my husband can't throw it and catch it. Milk Milk plum. Plum. Is there footage? Is there footage of this? It should be called the plum. If you pass to yourself, it's the plum. <laughs> The plum. Desmond Ritter had a plum this week. Dude, this guy yeah, plumbed it. Is this guy in the Hall of Fame? Is he a Hall of Famer? I don't <laughs> think so. His, his career touchdown to interception ratio is 122 to 127. <laughs> Dude. Milt. He was an absolute sniper out there. <laughs> his backup was Boom. Len Dawson. Wow, for a year. That's crazy. Isn't that the guy that the famous picture of him smoking and drinking at halftime? 
Yeah. Just a different generation. The good God, old man. days. They, they, don't, they don't make them like they used to. Oh, my God. <laughs> Milk. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgambling.com help.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.